We're joined on the Harbor One Hotline, as we are each and every Thursday at this time, by Tommy Curran, NBC Sports Boston. He's a big newsbreaker, if you're unfamiliar. Uh, he's presented by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Tommy Curran, how are we doing today on a very, very momentous day throughout the region? Uh, great. You know, it, it's obviously a sense of, of melancholy, I think, for folks who have experienced all they have from whenever they started covering, <clears throat> excuse me, um, following the Patriots. For me, it was 1976, and I started covering the team in 1997 right after Bill Parcells left. So I was here for the entirety of Bill Belichick's time here, and I enjoyed an immense amount of success because of the success of his teams. And I spent literally thousands of hours uh, across from him in press conferences and sat in on press conferences and asked him questions and developed a relationship and got to know him off the field um, and away from the facility and learned an immeasurable amount. But in the end, too, it's, you know, Today is a good day, as Belichick actually talked about it. I don't know about celebration, but it's a good day for reflection. And I think that for the most part, actually not even for the most part, almost entirely, that exercise that they went through today was as well orchestrated as it possibly could have been for their benefit. So Tom, the impression they wanted to set. Yeah, going to that exercise, um, sorry to step on you there. Uh, Bill gets up there in a suit and tie looking in his Sunday best. He's shaking hands with Robert Kraft. He's thanking the fans. He's thanking the media. Were you surprised to see him up there and speaking the way he did? And what does that tell you about the way that this mutual parting of ways went down? Yeah, um, I think Bill wanted to be able to do things on his terms entirely. That's why he did not want to take questions. That's why he would have preferred, my understanding is, to not have had Robert Kraft take questions today. He wanted a clean break in which statements were made. This was done in lieu of an impersonal statement being sent out, where it's just an email and we're reproducing it on various social medias. And this was an opportunity for the flesh and blood person to extend a thank you. So I think that that, I understand his logic there in terms of, do I want to sit here and talk about what went wrong with Mac Jones after I give a heartfelt thank you to the fans, to my players? Do I want to sit here and talk about whether or not I vetoed a trade? And I don't blame him for that. It's certainly all germane to the conversation and we will continue to try and, you know, ferret it out. But I think that after 24 years, if we have to forego those questions so that you have this kind of, I, I do, I've got myself. I think the sentiment of today and being empathetic to all the things that he accomplished, if we don't get to grill him and he gets to go out in the way that he so chooses and you actually get to hear him talk, I'm fine with it. Tommy, what do you think of these three days of meetings? What do you think maybe was left unsaid today involving those meetings? Like what 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 went into it in your mind? And and if you've heard anything, like what what were they discussing? How did it sort of come to this? They, I'm sure that Bill quickly realized that his fate was sealed, and conversations relative to figuring out how they would thread the needle to him having personnel duties were 
going to fall on deaf ears. I mean, Robert articulated it perfectly. I mean, he, he said or articulated the team's stance perfectly. He said, you need Dr. No's around you. You need people who will say no. And certainly by bringing that up, it insinuates that there just aren't enough people around to collaborate and tell Bill no. Even the ones who you have in positions to tell him no are ones that Bill entirely, you know, largely put into the position. So that person is going to have a hard time. So it's clear that the Patriots had many philosophical reasons for wanting this break. And in those three days of meetings, Probably they entertain how do we fix how do we figure out your contract, which I regret not being able to ask Robert Kraft if there are any obligations that remain or is Bill completely unfettered as he goes someplace else in terms of finances, because that matters, even though it's personal stuff. Um, and Bill saying, look, you're not trading me. I promise you, you're not trading me. You want to trade me? You want to sit there and tell your fans you got a fifth round pick for me? They got to go look. And I'm not saying that's what happened. But Bill was not going to allow whoever he went to, if there was a trade, to send back any kind of accommodations to the Patriots. And I think that Roberts was smart if that was broached, and I'm sure it was broached among ownership, whether it was broached to Bill, it was probably a good idea to fold your tent on that quickly. Yeah, I think uh, I was watching a video of you and your, your colleague Phil Perry earlier today. I think the way he put it was, you know, it may not have been best for the football team on the field, but it was best for the organization, right, right. to uh, to do something like that. Uh, it's worth reading, and I should have mentioned this off the top, Transition of Power Inside the End of the Bill Belichick Era by Tommy Curran, uh, up now at NBC Sports Boston. There are a bunch of sections in there, Tom, uh, that were very interesting to me. You detail how it all came undone going back to the 2017 season uh, where things began to turn. Uh, I was very interested in the the section on loyalty and legacy, uh, and it was all great. But this yeah. jumped out to me the the idea that Bill feels betrayed by all of this. Can you expand on that? Sure, I think that Bill has indicated over the course of time, when asked about certainly in March, why should Patriots fans be optimistic about the direction of the team? And he says the last twenty five years, or in 2019 when he was asked about um, how do Patriots fans, what's the message to Patriots fans right now after the loss to the Titans and, and them having been with you through thick and thin. And Bill, to his credit, and rightfully so, said, yeah, I don't think there's been a lot of spin around here. I don't hear that from a lot of fans. Um, I asked him about draft picks a year or two ago on a Zoom conference, and he spent 13 seconds rocking back and forth and then ultimately said, Tom, I'll put our record over the last 20 years up against anybody's. And I think that there is inherent in all of those answers. Uh, do you understand all I've done here? Relax. Okay? You think we're down. You think we're out. And I think that Bill truly believed that he had bought himself an amount of loyalty or at least latitude with the success of the team. How else to explain what happened last offseason? Who in their right mind? If Bill Belichick circa 2003 was told that, hey, this coach is about to put a defensive coordinator um, in charge of the offense, in charge of the entire offense for a second-year quarterback, how do you think that's going to go? He'd laugh his head off. But Bill would do those things because I think that he believed he had the latitude to do those things. And he certainly believed, I think, in this year, he was going to have the contractual flexibility to do it as well. I mean, 
it was reported by NFL media in October. Bill's got a new contract locking him up long term. And that wasn't the case. But I don't think that Bill ever believed necessarily that the sand was going to run out of the hourglass. So I'm sure that there is bitterness, or at least there was. I do really think, I don't know, Adam, if you disagree or not, I think that there was some sincerity there from Bill. Today, yes. I think he was very sincere. I don't think he was just paying lip service to thank yous to the crafts. I really don't. Maybe the media. (laughs) Yeah, no, that was lip service for sure. But I don't. I think he was extremely sincere, I, and that's why I think he probably wanted to appear instead of having uh, a statement out there. So there was like, "Yeah, well, Bill still can't stand those guys; they'll never will." Yeah, no. I, look, I think putting a face to it was good, and, and as you said, probably not answering the questions today uh, certainly aided in that. So, Tommy, I know we're spending a lot of time on Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, but I'm looking at your Twitter profile as we speak, and as we look ahead to yeah. who might be the next head coach here in New England. What's your deal with Gerard Mayo? Because I'm seeing him in the header of your profile. You know what? It's fun. Uh, he and I hosted Quick Slants. That stupid header on Twitter, right? The thing at the top? Yeah. It's you and Gerard right. just like smiling yeah, and talking. Because I, who, okay, because we took pictures at NBC Sports Boston and when Gerard and I were co-hosting Quick Slants together beginning around 2016 or so, I said, oh, it, it gets the Quick Slants in there. It gets me and my co-host in there, and I left it. So I just have never changed it. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, I've got a relationship with the kid going back to 2010 when he became a, a weekly guest on Quick Slants, and he was that for five years, and then he was a co-host for two years. Um, but then, you know, Bill convinced him through phone call after phone call after phone call to give up the very lucrative opportunity to continue with Quick Slants co-host. And Gerard <laughs> went from Optum and and back to the Patriots. But certainly still have a relationship with him. I like the way he does his work. Um, but I like the way Bill does his work. I like the way Bill O'Brien does his work. I mean, certainly I've got a long-standing relationship and a friendship, I would say, with Mayo. But I would have the same trepidation the Patriots fans have relative to how much experience does he have? What kind of support will Gerard Mayo have? Can he get an offense up to speed? All of those things would be questions. To me, to analyze from the outside, removing any you know interaction as best I can, the most important thing Mayo will do will be to change the tenor of the leadership in there where it's less you know fear-based. Guys are walking on eggshells and not looking forward to coming to work as much as we've heard over and over and over, over 20 years, really. Um, But there will be a tenor change that accompanies Gerard Mayo's presence, if indeed Gerard Mayo is given the job, which uh, indications that I get will be the case. Tom, what is the Belichick market going to look like, and where is he going to go? It's going to be hot, and I have only opinions on that. My opinion is based on Michael Lombardi's most strongly, which is that the Atlanta Falcons uh, should be coming, and they should be coming heavy. So as a result, Mike Lombardi's words, not mine. No, we know. So we played him a few. That times. will be that will be something that I think you should be, should bear watching. There's a million reasons it would so make sense down there that, for huh? Bill. Yes. Okay. We got to watch it. It'll be yes. pixelated. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. Keep an eye on it.
Well, so I, I do find Sorry, it interesting. Are you pausing again? No, 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 no. I do find it interesting that Atlanta's just picked up all this steam. Uh, do you think any of the playoff teams are potentially in play for Bill, or is this already done and settled and he knows where he's going? How in God's name can the Dallas Cowboys move on from Mike McCarthy after all the times that Jerry Jones has specifically said, our coaching is the number one thing that's keeping us afloat. Boy, I love our coaching. Is he going to turn around and say, block Dan Quinn, hire Dan Quinn, fire Mike McCarthy, and say, I didn't mean the head coach. I mean, you can't do what he's doing and not bring Mike McCarthy back. To me, that would be insane. That would be a a team in play. Could you even imagine the Eagles firing Nick Sirianni a year after he has his team in the Super Bowl? I mean, the dysfunction seems pretty deep there at this juncture, but that happens a lot of times after a team's second year of, or year after a great success. I wouldn't fire him. Besides, there's 25 million reasons that Bill might not be a great hire after Nick Sirianni. And the fact that how will Bill work with Howie Roseman, who Bill does love very much, the GM in Philadelphia. So I think that the most likely candidate could be Atlanta for, for that reason. So sorry, Mego, no Manders for you. Sorry, Mego. No manders oh, wow. for you. Wow, wow. All right. Well, he's you want t- that, Mego? as a Washington fan. I would not. I don't think he's the right fit for what they're trying to rebuild down there. At that point, like they're trying to be the cutting edge. You know, they're hiring the guy from the Warriors. They're trying to do all this analytics based stuff. I just don't think he would fit in with whatever culture they're trying to set there. Even if it's a super nerd culture, <laughs> which just fits in with DC, in my opinion. Yeah, I, to me. You're right, and but Bill might get along great with Magic. Is it Magic part of the ownership group? Yeah, that's yes. true. A lot of lot of great uh, tweets. A lot of nostalgia there, as there is today uh, throughout all of New England. Bill I would Belichick fired New England. Wow, that was Magic <laughs> tweet today. I uh, no, it was a good one. I would re- uh, direct you rather to uh, Tom Curran's latest transition of power inside the end of the Belichick era. Uh, that's again by Tommy Curran. He joins us every Thursday. Tom, thanks for hanging out. A little extra time. I know it's a very, very busy day for you. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. No, always a pleasure. And thank you always for uh, you know making sure you share the work that I do and, and giving me the platform every Thursday to do this with you guys. I enjoy it. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tommy. See ya. All right. Tommy Curran, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. At- 